Welcome to the Worship Leader Hangout Podcast. My name is Chad Buckland, and this is David Hutchinson. That's right. We're so glad to be with you. Today, we're going to be talking about our top five most influential worship albums, or albums in general, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what he has on his list. Um, but we're going to be looking at albums that kind of influenced us uh, to want to be worship leaders, to us in becoming worship leaders, if that makes sense. Uh, I know a lot of mine, I was kind of becoming and starting to lead worship when I was in high school, and a lot of my stuff is going to be between like 2002 and 2007. Um, I do have one from 2019, but we'll get into that later. But uh, but yeah, man, it's going to be it's going to be a good podcast. It may be a little shorter than normal, but this week on the channel, we had a new stage design video, and David actually brought out a new video talking about thirds. So if you're looking uh, for other stuff to watch other than a, a long podcast, um, go check out our videos on the on the Worship Leader Hangout YouTube channel. And we, by the way, David, we are now on Google Podcast officially. Oh, really? And I'm pretty sure it's uh, like actually searchable on Apple uh, now, which is good because for whatever reason it wasn't searchable before. So if we're still having that problem, let us know. But it should okay, be fixed. Cool. Anyway, anyway. let's go ahead and go to the uh, our like. I guess I, are you doing like a top five? Going from like least to most, or are you just naming off five? Yeah, I think I'm going to name off five. We'll see what I, they may end up going in order. Like the first influential album that I can remember, you know, remember it probably may go in that order. Um, but we'll see. Well, that sounds good. Why don't you go ahead and go in with your, uh, I guess, number five? Okay, so let's. I'm going to say it has to be the Bishop Clarence McClendon album. That was uh, called Shout Hallelujah. So do you know who Bishop Clarence McClendon is? I, I honestly don't think I've heard his name. Okay, so this album I'm had, learning right now. <laughs> this album had Let the Rain of Your Presence. Let the rain uh, of your presence fall. I know me. that song. And it had All Hail oh, the yeah. Power of Jesus' Name. However, it was All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, the black version. And then it had okay, Shout okay. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Dance, the I know that one. Okay. How did I not know his name then? Because he only came out, as far as I know, with one album, but it was my uh, first okay. introduction that I could remember to like an, an entire album being a praise and worship gospel album. Like it's the first one I remember. I, there are other albums that were okay. influential on me, but in terms of praise and worship, this one, this one takes it. Um, and I'm going to go through some more songs. You probably know them. Uh, I call you faithful, Lord, you are yeah. faithful. This was on that yeah, album. Yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> there is a fount that's filled with love, drawn from Emmanuel's fame. Do you know that one? So is that kind of is that one took from There Is a Fountain, like the hymn? Yes, take from so There Is a the Fountain. Of the that. Hymn. Yeah. Exactly. It was the first time I heard like a hymn that had been yeah. redone in that way. Um, then there is a. This is the hour of visitation. There was that song on there. You know that one? I may have. That one sounds a little familiar. I may have heard it. I mean, if I've heard all those other ones. Yeah. And then yeah, probably heard the, that. The, other, the other three songs were, I came to magnify the Lord. I feel like a white guy. Praise his holy name. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Lift Jesus higher. I'm probably in the wrong key. Lift Jesus higher. You, know, you ever heard that one? Yeah, I know that one. Okay, yeah, our church yeah. did that one too. This this album 
uh, was amazing. And nobody ever talks about it. So this was a very influential album. Clearly, I know all the songs on it. So <laughs> so you listen to it a lot. I listened to it a lot. I don't listen to it as much anymore. Um, I said, yeah, I listened, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, very influential album. So what's yours? My number five, I'm going to start with uh, a really recent album uh, or set of albums, really. I'm just going to be honest because there's not a lot of songs on them. But uh, one one group that's just really been wrecking me lately. It's been a very interesting time as far as me and, and, and my worship leading and uh, just a lot of different changes and things. And anyway, so uh, one album that's just been wrecking me has been uh, Maverick Cities, uh, Volume 1, 2, and 3. So it's technically three albums, but You're when you put Maverick it all together, City that's just one, one big album. You're another Maverick City person. Yeah. Yeah, big time. I, Everybody's I, been telling me about them, and I can't tell you one song, yeah. so I clearly need to get on the train. Yeah, you need to check them out. I just I can listen to those albums all day and just worship with that. So that I, that is influential in a way of like, okay, let's keep going, let's keep doing this thing. Uh, as a worship leader, you you're not done by any means. You're just getting started, and so I just I don't know. It keeps me going, um, but it also sets me in uh, you know in a, in a posture of worship. Um, and puts me in that atmosphere when I need to, you know, just alone with God and in, in, in that alone time in that secret place. So mm-hmm. it's just a, an incredible album. So if you haven't listened to it, I know you obviously haven't. Go check it out, Maverick City. Everything they've been putting out lately has just been incredible. Um, so yeah, check that out. So yeah, that's my number five. I said number five because it's most recent and it really didn't like influence me to become a worship leader but it definitely has been influencing me to stay a worship leader that's yeah. for sure uh just yeah it's incredible understood it's yeah incredible. i wouldn't necessarily call that that album one that influenced me to become a worship leader but it really did begin my appreciation of uh worship right and um, right so yeah uh let's see second album is going to be around I think a little bit after that one is going to be Kirk Franklin Rebirth. And uh, this album, uh, I, now I still listen to this album at least. I remember this album. Once every two or three months. So Really? Yeah. Wow. Still okay. a very influential album to this day. Uh, one of my favorite songs is Don't Cry. Um, talk, okay. Talking about um, Don't Cry because he's risen. Uh, yeah. And then he took a very, at the time, and I don't know if, I guess it's still popular, but at the time he took a very uh, old, like, CCM song for that time, which would have been, Our God is an awesome God, he reigns from heaven above it is. Yeah. Except he took I mean, it and he blackified yeah. it. Our God is an awesome God, he reigns from heaven yeah, above with wisdom. Yeah. Our God is an awesome God. Yeah. He took it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So then this had a bunch of ones like Hosanna looking out for me, um, caught up to mm-hmm. meet him. I was listening to this the other day and I was learning some gospel moves from it. And so I'm actually going to show those on the channel one day. But yeah, anyway, very yeah, influential album, cool. uh, like spiritually. And I guess I would say musically, if you would be one to disconnect the two. So that's cool. That's a good album. Yeah, I don't remember everything on it, but I I, I know quite a few things because we had that album. We went to um, uh, St. Louis to do like this 
kids thing. I don't know. We did, mm-hmm. we went for uh, uh, two summers in a row. We went for like a solid week or whatever. And we put on this huge kids thing right there downtown St. St. Louis. But I can't even remember what it's called. But um, anyway, and this album was out uh, like right around then. And, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, we played the mess out of it. Yeah, so um, so my number four. So we're kind of doing the opposite, I, I can tell. From last time when we did Influential Songs, I started from yeah, you know, started way, back way back to like what's now. Yeah. And then this time I'm starting with like just five to one, like what's least and most. But so my number four, uh, this was back in 2005. Yes, I think it's 2005. Um, yeah, they're released in 2005, but it's an evening with Shane and Shane. So Shane and Shane. This was a live album they did, uh, just uh, Shane and Shane and their guitars and their vocals. And it was incredible. Some of the most notable songs were um, Yearn. Uh, and then, yeah, Saved by Grace was a little bit faster one. And then there's a lot of, they, they wrote a lot from Psalms, Psalm 13, Psalm 118, Psalm 145. This is a very iconic Shane and Shane album. When If you have been following Shane and Shane for, for any length of time, you will know about this album. Because a lot of what they do now is uh, basically just redo worship songs that are written by other people. They do have some original stuff mixed in, but um, I just, I miss this so much because they wrote, Every bit of this. Um, and I got to meet, uh, I, I believe it was Shane Bernard behind Lee University. We we're about to go on uh, an EVS retreat. Oh, really? And Shane and Shane, and Shane was coming in uh, to play at Lee that year. Um, and I wouldn't. I remember that. I, I wouldn't be able to see. Yeah. So I wasn't able to see them, um, but they came in and I walked behind the student union, uh, the PCSU. For those of you who call it that, uh, but it, I walked behind the student union and Shane Bernard was sitting there, and I'm like freaking out. I think it was Bernard or Everett. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Shane was sitting there, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay, don't act like a fanboy. Just walk up, sit down, and just start talking." So I did. I just I sat down. And I was like, "Hey man, I just want to let you know that everything you've done over the last few years has just really impacted my life." And uh, so we just started talking. Da da da, and he. He ended up calling my best friend on my phone and leaving him a message, um, just saying because we were all we were fans of Shane and Shane, and uh, it was incredible, uh, just a good experience. But that album um, influenced me more so to to start really connecting my musicianship with vocals and leading worship because they were just incredible at what they did, everything, yeah. harmonies, guitar. I, it just Anyway, so I I started learning, you know, some of the different songs to just get better um, at playing with instead of just, you know, strumming the whole time, which is totally fine. It's just it really influenced me to do that and still does to this day. I still go back to some of this and try to learn it and keep up with it. But uh, but yeah, an evening with Shane and Shane um, live 2005. Love that. Love that album. So this is the year I graduated. So this was, you know, I was about to start college and. You know, once I started college, it, that was like a black hole, uh, especially for <laughs> albums. Yeah, because I just didn't listen to albums. I had to listen to specific stuff to, to learn to be with the groups that we were with. And so, anyway. yeah, same. Yeah, and, and you're right. Now that you say black hole, I had a lot of influential music in college, but I can't say an influential yeah, oh, yeah. album. Um, at least not right. worship album. There are probably some influential jazz albums, but not um not for worship. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so are we on to my third, my third one. 
Yeah, you're on number three. Okay, number three. So has to be the Potter's House Mass Choir, um, A Wing and a Prayer. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I can't say that I really know this one, but yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe you, you might may name you a might song be surprised. that I know. So, okay, uh, this one has "My Life Is Available to You." So, um, and I'll praise you, Lord. You are my strength and my reward. I'm lost without you. Your love pulls me through. My life is available to you. Yeah, the that last part sounds familiar. I've probably heard that. You probably you probably have, if especially because you know you were playing some gospel. I wouldn't be surprised if I played it a time or two and I just didn't realize. But yeah, but yeah, I've probably heard that. That's this familiar. This album really impressed me. It, it was really influential because of the musicianship. It, I was okay. I didn't hear it. I heard I first heard the album around the time when it came out, and there was a group in the Bahamas. Um, and he probably doesn't even know how influential he was on me, but his, he's a guy named Edison Sumner. He was the worship leader for okay. our church at the time, and he had a gospel group outside of our church. They would just rehearse. They would rehearse at our church, and he was also the worship leader there. And um, they did a lot of songs on this album. And it was the first time I had heard an album like on the radio, and then I was hearing people play it just as it is live. It was the first yeah. time I can remember that experience and almost being confused by, were they the ones that did the recording? I was very young, <laughs> but I remember yeah. having that experience. And so they played it so well. Because they played it so well, yeah. And wow. so that was very influential to me on my musicianship. And then I think at the time, music lasted, had a longer shelf life. So for example... Nobody's no, really that. nobody's really talking about uh, the Alive album from uh, Hillsong's. Uh, I forgot Hillsong's youth band, but like nobody's singing. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. That only came out around like what 2015. It was, yeah, 2014, I think. 2014? Yeah. You'd be surprised, though. Uh, that, that song's still pretty popular, but yeah. I, I'm pretty it's sure not, we sung it last year. But you get what I'm saying. Nobody's, like, talking yeah. about that album. To me, this album still had right. life even in 2008, 2009, when I started to learn the songs for it. So I didn't. I heard this band play it five years earlier, and five years later, this album still had life. Like we were still performing some of these songs, I think in EVS. So like this album just had a really big impact on me music. Okay. And then like, you know, theologically later when you're actually paying attention to what it says. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, um, and, and you're right about that. There a lot of music nowadays is the shelf life of the can be much quicker, but we don't know if that album is impacting a younger version of us that we, we may not realize, you know, somebody that was wanting to become and becoming a worship leader at that time, they could be talking about this, you know, seven years from now, like, man, remember that a lot, uh, that Hillsong Young and yeah. Free album? Speaking of Hillsong though, uh, back in 2005, um, they brought out an album called, well, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I put number three. Oh yeah. Number three. Okay. This is my number three. Um, this came out later 
but wasn't quite. Okay, let's just talk about it. It was called United We Stand by Hillsong United. Um, uh, this had stuff like take it all, take, take, take it yeah, all. See take, what I'm take, saying? Yeah. <laughs> so th- nobody's talking Jesus about that necessarily. Um, uh, yep. Uh, from the inside out. From the inside out of my soul cries out. Remember There's that? actually a gospel uh, version of that album, that yeah, song, I know. that uh, Aaron Lindsay arranged. And, yeah. I, I, oh, Aaron Lindsay. Aaron I've heard Lindsay, a gospel version of that. I didn't yeah. realize he did that. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, came to my rescue. Came to my rescue and I want to be, be where you, you are. Yeah. That probably um, should have went on my list. I'm glad you put it down. <laughs> uh, anyway, tons of songs. And then the one we talked about on our last podcast near the end would be The Stand. Um, okay, yeah. Remember that one. That was from Not that album stand. too? That was from that album. Okay. Yeah. That came out in 2006. Whoa. So this was when I'd already graduated. So this album came out and I was still between high school and college. I didn't go until until later 2006. And yeah, man, this album was always on in my truck. Yeah, I was listening to this thing. Yeah, it. Yeah, this album got scratched up so much. I mean, I. Mm. So, and we did a lot of these songs in our youth band at the time at First Baptist Douglasville in Douglasville, <laughs> Georgia. But yeah. uh, we did quite a bit of these songs. That album um, had some life to it because I know I didn't hear that album until college. So if that came yeah. out in two thousand six, I didn't go to college till two thousand eight. And I probably was some, hearing, right. hearing it later some of these on, songs you know? still Some of these songs are still being done. Like The Stand especially is probably the, the mo- has the longest shelf life of any song, it seems like. Yeah. But <laughs> other than like hymns and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, this, this song was in, insanely influential. It just, it was a big part of my life, um, which, you know, made me want to do this. Um, not that I'm mm. on at this level or this, you know, type of an environment where we're writing and playing in front of millions of people. But it's it's still, you know, it, it made me want to do that and made me want to uh, to continue that journey and becoming a worship leader big time. Um, and these songs just meant so much to me because because of that time, that huge transition from high school to college. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I love, love this album. It's, uh, again, it's United We Stand by Hillsong United, and that was back in 2006. That's a good. This album. song was an hour and fifteen minutes, by the way. Seventeen songs. Oh, the album was the album was an hour and fifteen yeah. minutes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, for for music nowadays. Anyway, go ahead. What's your number? I guess number you're on number four? two now. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You're number four. Yeah. You're number four. Okay, yeah. so it's going to be "Join the Triumph" from Citizens and Saints. And oh yeah. It was the first time I heard, you got to understand what was going on with me at the time. It's like, it has to be about 2015 when I hear the album. I think it came out in 2014. And at this time, my theology is changing. So like the type of music I was listening to was, so I was searching for like new music, right? Like who do I listen to? That's within the theological vein of what I'm looking for. And they were right, right there. And so uh, it, it the album had quite a number of hymns that were like modernized. And mm-hmm. you could play it for somebody. And if they did not know it was a hymn, they would have never known. Right. Yeah. 
So that the musicianship yeah. on that side was really impactful. And then, uh, like I said, you know, the theo- my theology was changing. So um, this this fit along with it. And then I don't want to say like I had like a like a salvation experience around that time because I've you know I I've accepted Christ from a very early age, but I would say the awareness of my salvation had changed what God had done for me. It was kind of like a, a renewal and uh, yeah, this, this album was right there at the right time. And so there's a song on here specifically. It's called you brought me back to life. It's uh, the words are, I wandered through the darkness, wasting away. My soul was cold and hopeless, dead in the grave, but like a river mm. of life in a dry land, uh, like a flicker of sight to a blind man. Um, I saw the glorious light and it broke in. God of mercy and might. Oh, you brought me back to life. And I could almost cry when I say those words because it, it's the truth, right? I felt dead yeah. and I was brought back to life. Like I saw the truth. And so very impactful song, very impactful album. Yeah. And then the musicianship, wow. by the way. Well, I'll talk about musicianship in the next album. Okay. But what's yours? You're you're on number four. So my number two, my number two, yeah, I'm on number two because this is, we're working our way up to like what probably hit me the most. But my number two, let's go back to 2005. And we're going to go to an album called Look to You by Hillsong United. (laughs) So um, this song, or this album rather, was incredibly impactful on my life. We did a lot of these songs in our youth band. Um, but uh, this this song's like Salvation is Here. Uh, this, oh. I played this on the bass. First time I heard a bass, do, 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 do. First time I heard so, a bass player playing CCM. I was like, wow. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and then I Tell the World, Look to You, All I Need is You. I mean, uh, All for Love. I mean, all these songs, man, we, we did these. We... Worship with these. I listened to this album uh, almost every single night working at Walgreens. Uh, I would take my break out in the parking lot, sit in my truck, and just listen to this album as, for as much of it as I could. It was an hour and nine minutes, so I can pretty much get through the whole thing. Um, Until I see you face to face. I mean, ugh. Um, incredible. Incredible stuff. I just, I know for some people, they might look at it like, oh, man, that was that's old. That's Whatever, but I'm telling you, this this kind of stuff was what we were doing. We, the the band that I was with, the worship band that I was with at the time, um, and it, it's just what really impacted the, the the students, and it it brought us into uh, it brought us into the present so much more than many many other songs that were out during that time. It, it's it's hard to explain. Hillsong United just knew how to do it. <laughs> they 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 sang and they performed on an anointed level and they wrote on an anointed level. Like it is just and they yeah, they still do. And it it's incredible um what this album means to me. But that's why it's number two. Um just a lot of time. Uh, yeah. What's your number one, I guess? Or number five, whatever. Yeah, it is. number f- number five. So uh my number five uh, giving a little explanation. If if I'm having a... Whatever I'm experiencing in life at the time, whatever music I'm going to listen to, 
the music that's going to impact me the most is what's going to be reflective of my experiences at the time. So if I'm, yeah, that's true. You know, if I'm having a renewal in my salvation experience, right? Like realizing what God has done for me, then the songs that I'm listening to, um, the ones that are going to be most impactful are the ones that are going to reflect that. If I yeah. am at a Methodist church listening, working with a lot of hymns, then those who are in the modern hymn movement, they're going to be the most impactful. And so right now I'm at First Baptist Dallas. Uh, our church has, you know, prime, you know, we have a contemporary service, but our main service is still the, the choir and orchestra service. And I love it. And I'm responsible for youth music. So for junior high and high school and our student choir. And I'm always trying to think, how can I make sure that these kids are prepared for the natural culture of our church, which is, yeah. you know, orchestra and choir? Well, I still have to think about that in a modern context, right? Like our kids aren't naturally going home listening to hymns. Not all of them anyway. Many of them, they carry around a hymnal. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I li- the, the bands that are going to be most influential on me are going to be those that have the sound that I'm looking for. I'm always searching for a new sound. So King's Kaleidoscope yeah. is very influential because they have orchestrations. Um, you should really listen to them, especially that one of their latest albums. It's is beautiful. Like I've never described worship music as beautiful, but it is beautiful. Yeah. And then the al- the album that has been influential lately is the Sing Teams uh, Sing On. So um, they write their music to be sung. I don't even know if they even do harmonies on their music. And you can hear. Yeah. It's very okay. easy to sing. They don't they don't put them in harsh harsh keys. Uh, nothing is ever too high it's it's just and it's very fun they actually describe themselves as having the sound of the muppets and uh but they're all adults anyway their album sing on has been really influential because they have you know those typical orchestra instruments in their uh ensemble and but they do it in a very modern fun way so that's cool man yeah and you you Turned me on to Sing Team. I haven't listened to a lot of them since then, but when we were in actually in Seattle, you're like, "Oh man, the Sing Team's from here" or something like that. And and so you let me listen to some of them when we were driving out there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I like this." Like, and I actually think about them a lot when I'm, um, you know, thinking about arrangements and, and different things like that. Just to, I don't know, I, it it just comes to mind um, what they do, and it kind of helps inspire me to to think a little differently about, you know, how I'm going to do a song. Um, anyway, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, that's cool. All right. So my number one, the probably the Let's most influential yeah. album of my worship life, you know, that side of me, I guess I have some other influential instrumental albums, uh, from other artists, but is I'm not going to tell you yet because, um, this took me to a completely different place. So a completely different understanding of what corporate worship, I guess, could be or is in some cases. And it got me out of what I was seeing so much of uh, at the church that I grew up at. And I just, it was incredible. I actually got to see, not the entire, I don't think they did the entire album, but I got to see a lot of this um, when they were on tour in our area at Trinity Chapel. But anyway, let me tell you what the album is. Live from Another Level by Israel and New Breed. Oh, really? Absolutely. Probably this is the your most number influential one. Album. 
Really? This is my number one. Yeah. And not that I'm listening to it like right now and going, oh, you know, but because I still do. I still go back to it. Um, but back then when this came out, I was, you know, so close to I was on, I had one more year to graduate high school. I knew I was going to go to college for worship and music and stuff like that. Like, and this is, this was what I, this is all I was listening to for the most part, pretty much 2004, 2005, other than some of the other stuff I told you about, this was it. This, anytime you got in my car, I mean, I could sing almost every riff, every, I mean, not just the, the words, but I'm talking about like every riff, the guitarist or the bass player or I mean, you know, it was this was back when um Terrence Palmer was the bass player. Yeah, I remember the whole entire band name, right? Terrence yeah. Palmer to... on bass. Who was on drums? Uh wasn't it Big Mike on drums? Mike Mike Clemens? Mike Clemens. Wasn't that his last name? And Aaron Lindsay was Aaron Lindsay was on there too, right? Yeah. Man, I feel and... bad. I knew everybody on that album. I didn't really pay attention to the musicians as much as uh, well Terrence because I was a bass player as well. But yeah, um, but it, it just—I don't know what it was about it, man. It just every single song spoke to me in some way. Um, I, it definitely was the musicianship as well. I just did not. I guess at the time I just didn't realize you could do worship music, corporate worship, you know, like this. And I just it mm-hmm. opened me up to a whole brand new world of of music of so it it just I don't know it just set the tone I guess for the, the the entire process of me becoming a worship leader even though you know I am um I do you know a lot of times lead from an acoustic guitar and yeah I, I yeah. don't quite I don't do gospel all the time like it may seem you know with us talking about the the gospel choir we both were a part of at separate times in college but I I do a lot of CCM at our church but this still set that tone uh for me but anyway i'm just i'm looking through the album right now on my computer and just looking at all these songs like oh my gosh i can't even name a a song that is more notable than the other i actually led um uh the melody wait which one was it anyway it's the one where he sings in spanish I actually led it in spanish oh that's back cool then. um i find it anyway, interesting just, that some of the songs you've chosen um like a lot of your songs, yeah, you've chosen a couple of stuff with musicality, but that wasn't necessarily always the case. And then there's a definitely large variety in sound that yeah. that have that you've chosen. You know, you're you're talking Israel and Hillsong in the same podcast, right? Like, yeah, totally different worlds, totally different musical styles, especially at that time. It's especially back in 2004 and five, yeah. they were completely apart. Yeah, they've done some stuff together, I think, but they, now, but uh, yeah, and you know, they do sound more, they probably would sound more similar now, but you're right. Um, you also mentioned uh, Shane and Shane, um, yeah, Shane and Shane really does have, I would say, their own you, it is CCM, but it is a very yeah. distinct Shane and Shane sound. You yeah. know, I, 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 their music, man, their harmonies. It's, mm. it's, I, I yeah. don't want to come across as like a guy that listens to Shane and Shane all the time. You know, I, I, I know I don't know their music as well as I. Prob- I used to. Probably I used to should all the time. I mean, they started doing all these worship like projects with all the you know current worship songs, and I just kind of stopped listening to them. But 
Um, cause I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a great worship song that you are doing and that's really mm-hmm. cool, but I want you, I want to hear you write because they, yeah. they were incredible, man. They still are. You also talk a lot about the worship experience of the album and mm-hmm. that is very different in how I think I approached it. I would probably even say like, it really did inspire you to be a worship leader, a worship leader, people that help other people reflect and respond to the glory of God. Um, my journey is, has been a musical one first, morphing into a worship one, which is why I think even the albums that have, have had an impact on my life, a lot of times it's a lot, of, a lot about the musicality. The, the theology needs to be there, but the musicality also has to be extremely important. Not saying the same for you, but I just noticed a lot of it has to do with the worship side of, of things, not yeah. just the musicality. So yeah, thought that was interesting. That. Yeah. Um, and then I guess an honorable mention came out not too long after that was, of course, live in South Africa. Israel New Breed. I ate that album up. But this was <laughs> definitely first and foremost as far as the Israel stuff and getting to see most of this live at Trinity Chapel in Marietta, Georgia, or wherever it That's was. That's cool, man. Or Powder Spring, whatever. But anyway, it was uh it was incredible. It just yeah. It, it set that tone, like I said, for many years after that. Even still, I think yeah. about a lot of this and um, and then as far as a musician, another one of my, my honorable mentions was not a worship album. <laughs> um, and some would say, well, I guess you really could say that it might even be based on another religion, but <laughs> was uh, Alive in America by Victor Wooten. I ate that up. <laughs> ate that up. I'm telling you, I I try to learn to play every single thing he ever did on that album. <laughs> um, it just, oh, you're it, just, man. oh, you're on your album. So that was only albums. music. Yeah, got you. That was just influential in general. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Not yeah. in, not as a, not in you a religion me, aspect. Yeah, you threw me for he, a loop. I think going he's Buddhist, there. but yeah. But anyway, um, put all that aside. Right now, like I said, I'll go back to number five. Maverick City is re- really where I'm. I'm sitting a lot. Um, I, I do listen to a lot of elevation and a lot of other mainstream stuff that people are listening to and worshiping with, and, mm-hmm. and I'm there. I mean, I but. But uh, when I just want to go in a room and just worship, if if I do end up playing music, it's usually going to be Maverick City right now. So, but yeah, man. Well, that's about all the time we have for cool. today. I have a meeting I got to get to. David has to uh, get to a lot of stuff today too. It's Tuesday morning when we're recording this, but um, man, we, we are so glad that you decided to watch this with us or listen to this uh, with us. We just we love music. We love mm-hmm. God. We love people. And we love putting it all together. And uh, so, yeah, put in the yeah. comments below if you're on YouTube what some of your most influential albums have been over the years. What maybe even maybe an album that took you from not even thinking about becoming a worship leader that because of that, listening to that, worshiping with that, now you are. Put that stuff below. We want to see that kind of stuff and uh, and just talk to you about that in the comments. And uh, anyway, thank you so much for watching. And remember, great worship leaders are always learning. Thank you so much, guys. Dude, another podcast in the books. That's right. Another one in the books.